You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers with Saya, Anissa and Borima. I am Saya. Hello. I am Borima. Hi. <laughs> and this time we have kicked Anissa out. <laughs> <laughs> well, she chose not to be here. She could have been. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she's like, well, I have experienced this excitement <laughs> way before you and I just refused to be pulled in again. <laughs> uh, actually, in, in her defense, she was ill and so she couldn't partake in this um, transnational experience that we're about to talk about, which is, I guess, look, technically it's a movie review, right? <laughs> it was not a movie. I just, you know what? I, I think technically it's a concert review. I mean, like... <laughs> The coziest I mean, concert both. ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We're recording this a week after we've gone to see uh, Yet to Come in Busan, the BTS um, concert film version of the concert that they gave in October, the free one that nobody could watch because it crashed after two songs and 100 million people were trying to watch at the same time. 50, 50 million, right? We're trying to watch at the same time. And I had woken up especially for it. But at least I got two songs. <laughs> but the live stream has been up on YouTube like for months. So it's not like it wasn't a mystery. Everyone knew what was in the concert. However, it felt like a completely new thing. Okay, where, where should we start with this? Okay, where we should start is by saying that like the Busan concert, if you guys uh, don't follow BTS or just follow them peripherally, it was basically like the last um concert the entire group uh did together before their enlistment uh, started before Jin enlisted and then like the rest of them will be enlisting over the next uh year or so um so big deal very big but deal. also there was this energy around the Busan concert that was just different from the get-go and as um brand <laughs> new <laughs> BTS uh, enthusiasts. Uh, this was the first almost uh, live concert that we we knew was going to happen um, and, and were kind of looking forward to, like, of course, the live stream version because neither of us were, were flying to uh, Busan <laughs> to watch it, <laughs> even if we could afford that, <laughs> that close to the concert. And then so in October of 2022, uh, they held this concert in Busan. Technically, it was part of this 2030 Expo that was happening. Like a bid for um, it, I think. In that city. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this was completely done with their own money. Uh, from what I can understand, like they didn't really get as much support from the city as <laughs> you would kind of expect. Like a huge thing is happening here. You would think the city would bend over mm, backwards. Yes, too. well, like, we're unsurprised yeah. about how bureaucracy works and how politics likes to yeah. you know, do its thing. I guess basically so too long to get into. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an interesting um, reflection on how uh, governments of certain uh, areas tend to like I don't know what, what's the what's the English equivalent of like apne uh, 
Kurali Mana, like you, you, you stub your own toe with a hammer. Like there's an English equivalence to that, which I know, it but it's not coming to my nose to spot your face. Yeah, but not quite. But it's like, you know, you, you're wielding a weapon and then you're just hitting yourself with it. That's what's. <laughs> Do you know what? I can't think of an English version of that. If anyone knows, uh, I, yeah, knows I don't it, think maybe, us. maybe there's no direct equivalence to this, but like it's, that's kind of what it is. Like they, they think they're doing things correctly, but so much of your ego Do and you just know red tape or some gets. I just think it's great that like, you know, they wanted to, it was political exploitation for sure. Mm. They wanted to use them. But in the end, that concert ended up being such a boon to the group. Like, yeah, ah, it just gives me so much satisfaction. But like, explain how. We, you can't just have that thought in your head and not explain how it was a boon. <laughs> I mean, well, for one, it gave them an opportunity to have that kind of magnificent send-off and to give themselves it mm. and in a way they were able to no not in a way they were able to do it completely on their own terms even though it was meant to be like this bid for the world expo like you gave them an opportunity to do something that was deeply uh meaningful for them and they did it their way and if you remember the day after that was when they announced that they were going off to army. And if you recall, sorry, I shouldn't use army because it's confusing. Um, they were going off to military service. Um, and if you recall that the months before that had like dragged out this whole question of whether they would be exempt and whether they wouldn't. And because, of course, they are not able to comment as freely as they may wish to because the company has its own plans and just, you know, they have to do things according to the way that's appropriate and in a way that isn't harmful to them so they had mm. as we know now they'd been planning to announce their enlistment from like from before covid but it had basically just rolled on and on with all of the things that were happening so with the benefit of hindsight you can see how that freedom of just like knowing that they were going to announce this the next day they just gave that performance everything and it was so good and I remember mm. I remember I was um, texting you that morning when the concert was airing and I was like this is amazing like this is the most mature performance I've ever seen from them it's like they're like all in yeah. leathers and it's like metal like you know <laughs> I just and the live band was amazing and there was oh I agree like I've watched a thousand YouTube videos but watching that live did feel different I was so excited and you know it was thrilling and you got the buzz and everything and then it cut out after two songs <laughs> oh <laughs> and it just wasn't the same after that but since then like I have I've watched that concert like multiple times and I still wanted to go and see it in the cinema, of course, as did like everyone. And it was it had a very limited run. So it was like running for like what, maybe four days max uh, across mm. the world, pretty much. So you went and saw it in India and I saw it here in England. And even Anissa had the opportunity to see it, um, except she was struck down by an awful cold. So she couldn't go. How cool would it have been if all three of us had seen it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I almost yeah. didn't catch it uh, because I was convinced that there's no way it was coming to India. Um, which honestly, that is how low my expectation is at this point because it's it's just a movie. Why wouldn't it air in theaters in India? But I, I kept thinking there's no way they would invest money in that. Like you would have to like get distributors to agree. You have to uh, get theaters to agree. It just like it seemed like it, the barriers were too high just because of how 
dumb people were. <laughs> Even though, you know, the fandom is definitely here. It's huge. Mm. And then I just randomly looked up um, just to see, out of curiosity, like, I think four days before uh, it, it started airing here. Not airing, what do you call it? Release. It just came to theaters. Yeah, um, yeah release. And it was there. It was there. And there they, I had uh, an option of, I think, three theaters across the city. And um, there were like a lot of screening options. I was just not expecting that. And also, uh, Saya had put it in my head that I should go and watch uh, the screen. Before next you version. say that, let's talk about the formats that yeah. it was released in. So it was released in three yeah, different yeah, formats. There was the standard 2D format, which like, you know, we go to the cinema, you watch the screen. Um, and it's just completely normal cinema experience. They released it in a... Um, 4DX as well, which is like this multi-sensory experience. Also 2D, but like your seats move and buck around and you get wind and air and water and all of that. Um, for context, the Avatar sequel, was it The Way of Water or something? That is like meant to be a huge cinematic event in the 4DX experience. Um, and the third one is the Screen X release, which is like a 270 degrees surround screen. And so mm. the film had been edited differently for each format, pretty much. Um, well, for the Screen X format, it would have been edited differently because you're not just having that screen in front of you, you're also having it on two sides. And, oh my God, that was so good. I've never been to screen, like any other, like a non-2D screening before. In fact, like the last time I went to the cinema was to see like Little Women in 2019. And before that, the last time I had gone to the cinema was to see The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1, maybe. I didn't even bother going to see Part 2, like the, the very last one. So, you know, like in the last 12-ish years, I've been to the cinema like a handful of times. So, yeah, this just, oh, yeah, tell me, you went a day before I went. To, okay, so I watched two different screenings. I watched the 4DX and I watched the ScreenX. Um, and Burma, you watched the ScreenX. Should we talk about that first and then we'll talk about 4DX? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, even though uh, Saya and another of our uh, friend was, uh, were talking about this like excitedly for a while, I'd kind of tuned out the whole thing because I was like, yeah, it's not going to air here. I mean, it's not going to get released here. Why should oh, I bother? You have little faith. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I should have trusted the fandom year more, or uh, I should have trusted Hybe's um, insight into how much money they you should have trusted out of capitalism more. more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and oh my god, I was so pleasantly surprised at how many theater timings we had, and it was running here. I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so five days in India. And um, of course, if it's running in Calcutta, which is almost like the backwaters of other metropolis in this country, it it's probably running in a lot of tier two and tier um, one cities across the country. Um, what was so great was that um, I booked it. And also, I, I almost didn't get my favorite seats because everybody had like, I saw when I went in, this was like four or five days before uh, the first uh, day. I saw that most of the times were almost nearly filled up, which was like super impressive because I'm like, <laughs> how is how are there so many people in my city who are looking forward to a BTS film? But then I, I, I noticed that everybody was booking like the 
you know, the back seats, which is what we do in this. Like, this is true of all theater experiences in my country. People start booking from like the farthest seat because then you kind of get like an eagle sigh. And I just don't understand why that experience is prized because then the, you know, like the screen is the smallest yeah. when you're the farthest away yeah. from it. I, I I like being kind of like in the first one third. Right. Um, I don't mind if I have to sort of like crane my head up a little at the screen. I kind of like that oh, experience. It's not too much. Yeah. But like, it, so my favorite row is like E, which is like the fifth row from the first. Um, and uh, that row was almost filled. There was like one seat left and I <laughs> I grabbed it. <laughs> and this is a stupid anecdote, but just like whatever. Oh, I've got so one to I, add after I you. I arrived there. <laughs> oh, okay. So once I arrived there, um, popcorn and drinks in hand because I was like, hey, this is a relatively short thing. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. I'm like, I might as well get my like food stuff beforehand. Um, what you know there's no way there's going to be an interval in the middle of like a bunch of songs <laughs> how wrong I was <laughs> um so I go in there uh, it was supposed to start at 8 p.m and the entire like so there are these three uh like there is this big waiting area there are three uh doors like to three different screens and screen x is the final one um on my uh left ahead and that entire lobby area is filled with clearly bts fans um primarily like high schoolers and and college goers but quite a few uh you know like adults <laughs> uh and uh <laughs> I, I don't know what else to call us like aside Mature from just adults fans. even the quite, I, yeah i mean i guess because <laughs> like i mean college goers are technically also adults yeah. but like hey um kids and like i was i was pleasantly surprised at uh seeing quite a few men and like boys in there mostly boys and um yeah and also i i okay so there, there were like a group of like these baby hijabi uh <laughs> girls who, who had like their like you know like you know wearing like a jeans and like having this scarf rolled up and all of that stuff but like what i absolutely loved was all of them were wearing like variations of purple yes <laughs> That was so cool. Everybody was wearing variations of purple, mm. but like the scarves were almost like this was planned. <laughs> they had planned this. <laughs> um, so I, so we entered. Okay, so we we're waiting there, right? So we're like, oh, it's gonna open up. So the other halls were screening other uh, Indian movies. Like there's a Shah Rukh Khan movie that's um, you know getting like 900 screenings a day. So <laughs> other halls was like showing those. So we could hear bits of that when the doors would open. The hall where we were supposed to go in, Screen X, was under housekeeping, which is like they had a board out. So, you know, that they, they were cleaning up after the previous screening. So we're like, hey, OK, we're just going to wait. And we're waiting. And we're waiting. <laughs> we finally are allowed to go in at 8.35. This almost never happens, I, I should point out. When like, was it meant to start? It's supposed to start at 8. Oh, well. So I, oh, 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 I'm so sorry. It was supposed to start at 7.30. We go in at 8.05. Uh, this time is completely off. Um, and so it's basically 35 minutes uh, late in starting. Now, I, I assure you, this is, this is very unusual. Usually with these kind of multiplex um, theaters, if there is that kind of delay, they would come out and explain to us that, you know, something has happened. You know, there's like a major, I don't know, they're cleaning vomit or something. <laughs> something horrible has yeah. happened. Like the, it would never be this complete silence while all of us are just waiting patiently in line for over half an hour. It's just it's very odd. Um, 
anyway but like so part of me like the cynical part of me is like yeah all they are seeing is like m- like majority of them are like teenage girls so it, the probably the entire group is getting dismissed and nobody just wants to come out and explain anything anyway eventually we are allowed in so at 8:05 i finally enter the hall <laughs> with all my comrades <laughs> in waiting and we settle in <laughs> to find out exactly what like a bts movie is supposed to be because mind you unlike uh saya who'd actually been anticipating this i had like muted the whole thing out so i didn't actually know what i was going to feel offended um, is this a documentary is this yeah what, what am i getting in for? <laughs> Uh, she cynically rolls up to a BTS concert showing. <laughs> and then and then and then did you have fun? Oh yeah, so much. <laughs> I was not expecting this. I I have attended very few concerts in my life uh, and mostly to play, you know, I I've basically accompanied fans of bands to concerts they wanted to attend to when they had nobody else to go with so they would drag me and i'm perfectly happy jumping to music but i was not really invested um emotionally invested yeah i have attended two live concerts so yeah neither of them were like my kind of music so i was like yay bopping around but i i just forgot all about Insincere them bopping, the place. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but what what happened in there was from like the moment they started like the intro which is basically this animated segment people just lost their <laughs> i have clips <laughs> i went in there prepared like fully my phone was charged i was going to take clips <laughs> if not of the actual uh, thing on screen because of course you know we've already seen versions of this stuff online so much i was like i'm going to i'm going to take videos of people around me <laughs> i don't care <laughs> like even if they try to stop me i i need proof that these people exist around me yanki marry me and, oh oh my god that happened <laughs> i was not expecting that this girl behind me which by the way this 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 human being was dedicated she had every she had the lyrics of every song sung um c- completely memorized amazing and she wasn't just singing along she was like screaming her lungs out <laughs> and in the f- final half hour like she could barely croak <laughs> you could hear her like suppressing <sighs> her cough but she would not be you know she would not be suppressed that's what you call commitment <laughs> oh, oh. <sighs> and like she was really emotionally cr- mm. like i like her shrieking just made me feel so good I was like my god yeah. this is like emotional investment. You know what's hilarious? I, I wish I had her gumption. Yeah. What's hilarious is that both of us made this choice and um I I'm not sure about your general sort of cinema experience but like I'm a bit of a lone wolf. I like going alone. Uh, I'm not a wolf, mm, I'm just a hedgehog. <laughs> I like going alone. I like going when it's empty and I pl- purposely plan to go when there's the least possible number of people. And in this case so both of us like <laughs> deliberately chose the performance that would have the most uh the biggest crowd and I sat with people on every side of me and yeah. loved it. <laughs> oh, it was just oh same you know yeah. man here's the thing like I've never been to this kind of concert before like I've been to one concert before in my life basically one and it was like an Islamic nasheed concert like you know Muslims have their whole own music culture which is very different mm. to mainstream music 
And I went to, mm. it was in the Royal Albert Hall, maybe in like 2005 or six or something like that. Um, it was amazing. I loved it. But it wasn't what other people would necessarily consider a bop. You know, it's quite like laid back. It was a very sit down concert. And like, I enjoy this because I go yeah. to them to sing along uh, while no one can hear me singing. <laughs> so, um, and as nobody will know except possibly our patrons who have been listening to our voice note diaries i have i'd lost my voice for about three weeks before that so i went in there on the very on the the tail end of uh, like my voice wasn't completely recovered it's still not completely although it's less noticeable now so i was like can i even sing along though i just want to sing along i was like i'm definitely (laughs) not screaming and i told the friend who our mutual friend who i went with Look, I hope you don't mind if I'm a bit of a reserved viewer. I'll just quietly enjoy it in my heart. <laughs> I'm telling you, my dudes, I screamed. I actually screamed and I've never done it before in my life. She was doing it. Everyone was doing it. I was like, ah! I did it. I enjoyed it. And somehow, because basically when I have like losing my voice, I lost all the upper registers first and I still haven't got a, a lot of it back. In that like two hours, it miraculously returned. And it was amazing. It was the most fun thing. <laughs> oh, I heard her sing. <laughs> like she finally sent me clips. <laughs> Wait, and I you heard, heard me? Her sing along. I didn't know. Oh, no. I heard you in one of your clips. Oh, I heard your voice. Okay, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I must not have been listening carefully enough. <laughs> oh, probably going dude, <laughs> Oh my god! And 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 I I am not at all confident in in being able to um, accurately uh, repeat lyrics, even when technically I know what yeah. they are. But with some lines, man, your brain is just giving yeah, it no, to you. No, but like it didn't matter if I if I jumbled it yeah. up, right? Because everybody around me seemed to a know the lyrics, yeah. <laughs> and b they were so loud. My voice exactly. Would it doesn't matter if you're like completely wrong because everything is right. You know, this is interesting oh. because. I've been thinking about this like off and on for a while. And obviously, there's not going to be any concerts until, you know, soonest 2025. But like I've watched mm. a lot of like arena, uh, not arena, um, stadium fan cams and things like that. And you're just like, a stadium is so huge. They aren't even dots. Like you can't even see them. I don't understand why you would go. They're just like, you're just going to... I watch screens and you can do that at home she says <laughs> completely <laughs> rethinking it now um <laughs> but then I started like reading what other people were saying like under those fan cams they would make comments about how like um at a beauteous concert there's no bad seat in the house if you're close to the stage you see the boys if you're far you're in the middle of a huge party and then I was reading this really interesting twitter thread a while back about um people who had been to varieties of concerts, and they were like, everyone, every concert's environment is pretty much a dead environment when you compare them to BTS concerts. So that, you know, that's accurate, I think, especially because I had actually gone to two screenings of, of Yet to Come. Um, the one I planned to go to, the premeditated one, was the Screen X one that I went with my friend. But then someone uh, gave me a gift of a cinema voucher, and I was like, I have no interest in cinema. <laughs> and it came at exactly that time. I was like, okay, 4DX it is, let's go. Like, I don't understand how you're going to make 
um, a concert like a, a multi-sensory experience. It's not like the throwing water on the stage. It wasn't that concert. <laughs> <laughs> like, so well, at worst, they're going to maybe the seats will vibrate in time with the music or something. And that'd be quite cool. Um, so I went and it was interesting but I have to say my conclusion <laughs> is there were some really cool parts I'll start with the cool parts so the cool parts yeah. were that like at times like when the screen is zooming in the seats would do this thing where it made you feel like you were flying into the screen that was cool Ooh. that was very cool and the like the vibrations like when the fireworks went off you'd get like that in the seats and that was cool as well yeah. and it did sort of vibrate in time with the the beat as well all of that was very cool. But my conclusion is that it felt like trying to watch a concert on a rather uncomfortable bus ride. And I spend a lot of time <laughs> on buses and it felt very the same. I had gone to the cinema on the bus. I went home from the cinema on the bus. And and while you were watching yeah, the cinema, you were also exactly. on Exactly. <laughs> so it was kind of weird and uncomfortable and like... Yeah, I'd like my seat not to move, I think, when, it, when I watch film. And also my seat was really <laughs> Or at disgusting. least we should be able to turn it off, man, <gasps> if it's going to But then you went there for that reason. It just felt really uh. like, can you stop bucking around? I just want to watch this without being, like, shucked this way and that. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I agree. I, it, it's, it, I, will, I will say this, that I didn't have very high expectations of the Screen X experience. So when you suggested, because I was initially just going to book like a normal IMAX um, viewing and then you were like, no, book screen eggs. It's, uh. So I was like, okay, fine, might as well. I have not enjoyed movies in screen eggs. Like they, oh, have you seen it in screen eggs before? Yeah, yeah I, I didn't realize um, that this was what screen eggs was when we were talking uh -huh. about it. But like I have watched movies and what they tend to do is because they edited for technically three screens, like the, there's the one on your right, one on your left, mm. and then the one, the one that the main screen in yeah. front, um, they tend to squish it. Like you're zoomed uh. in. Um, and then there, so, so oh, they have like, like they extra images to put on the sides. Okay. Yeah, but like they don't artificially stretch it out. Instead, they, what they do is if there is like, imagine um, just a normal uh, rectangle, but like you just crop from above, crop from below, and now you are trying to like you stretch this cropped version onto the same oh. screen. What happens is you have more on the sides, mm. right? And that is uh, it fills up oh, like the two sides of your right. 270 version. I that's hate cheating. it because I, I want it. <laughs> yeah. That's cheating because I, I want like so they did that with Avatar, which I watched in uh, ScreenX. That is not how the filmmaker wants it seen. Even though they had like apparently short extra footage to put on the sides and stuff like that, I later on went and um, yeah, I, I watched uh, Avatar twice. Um, <laughs> even though the story itself w w probably should would not have like I mean uh, uh, part two uh, wasn't something to like go watch twice. The cinematic experience was absolutely mm -hmm. worth it. Um, and I was right. Uh, when you watch it on a proper big screen instead of like this weirdly truncated uh, experience. It's it's even better. It's even better. So I I generally don't have a very uh, I don't have high expectations of screen experiences. But what uh, Hive did 
was different. They didn't crop yeah. it so they had extra stuff on the side. They took the footage of like concert goers and put it on the side. So you felt yeah. like you were standing in the yeah. middle of the concert with other people on on yeah. both sides. And then occasionally when they would have like on stage like when the boys were uh, just like on stage singing together mm-hmm. and they are zooming in on maybe two or three at a time, the rest of them be, were on yeah, the side. Exactly. Yeah, so so you would have like them zooming in on, let's say, uh, Yungi or like Jimin, and and then you would have like V on your right, mm-hmm. and you would have like um, I don't know Jungkook or uh, oh yeah Namjoon up on the left. It's just you know you you felt like you could keep your eyes mm-hmm. on all of them, even though right at the center they were zooming in on one person so this was very deliberately done mm. it was well thought out and you could kind of see like because they had made and movies it was like this pre-planned before right as well it was pre-planned exactly I don't so know they if had they've done screen x before no i don't think they mm. have done screen x but they have made movies like this before so yeah, when they were planning for screen films, x yeah. they've clearly yeah. yeah exactly so they had the concept yeah. um in their mind so basically this finally i i see the appeal of screen x i the first time it actually felt worth it. You needed to see the right thing. (laughs) You know what's funny is that, okay, so although you had like been the last to decide to go, you were the first to actually see it um, between the three of us. And so you had gone on the Thursday, I think, and I went to 40X on the Friday. And then I and our friend went to the Screen X on Saturday. And... So, <laughs> what was I saying to you beforehand? I don't know if I want you to tell me everything or tell me nothing. Because despite <laughs> having seen this like concept multiple times, I still was like, is it going to be a spoiler? Is it going to be a spoiler? And because like, it, even if you've seen that concert like a million times, one, seeing it on a small screen, even if you have a big TV, which I don't, I just watch it on my computer screen, which is like, you know, 13 inch, tiny, inadequate. <laughs> unacceptable <laughs> um, it's different small screen big screen yeah. two it was actually completely different footage like what you saw in the live stream and this must have been like deliberate choice on their part is like if you have seen seen the live screen there needs to be a value for mon- live stream live stream <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be like a value for money reason to see it on the big screen that is more than just seeing it on a big screen like the close-ups the camera angles everything was different and like it was recognizable they were clearly saving yeah like, absolutely it, and because you know oh. like we were saying um after it finished you we were like oh yeah there's going to be the weverse replay and then we we're like why isn't there a replay and then like on the official youtube channel they had just released like the opening songs um, and then they released a, a like a uh, was it um, one of the other ones which I didn't watch as much so I can't even remember which one it was I apologize um, and then we were like well, where's the rest this is what they'd been saving it for yeah. but also they had they had been very conservative about the angles mm. they use because they have like several uh, cameras around the stage that they could have given us yeah. angled shots from but in the replays all we got was like a close up version. And like a far away yeah. version of the camera. So it's it's both of it was very flat. Mm. 
like the replays yeah. that we got and then you had the fan cams which was giving us all yeah. kinds of angles so the, what Sai and I ended up doing were like we kept watching especially Sai I have to admit she would send me clips and then I would watch them <laughs> we would we would just watch the same performances from, sort of like shot from different fan cams because while you know the replay that Bangkang TV um, gave us was was higher in mm. quality it was just not that dynamically yeah. shot and what did we know? We didn't know that they were basically saving all the dynamic shots for this. Uh, but, you know, now I think about it, I'm like, of course, they're pros. They've been doing this for years. Mm. Their concert DVDs, wow. you know, are always like you have to hold something back. Like what they give for free is amazing. But when you realize what they give for paying customers, you're like, damn, I wish I was rich. <laughs> but you know what it was worth every penny like it was man cinema is so expensive these days like back when yeah. I used to do my solo jaunts to the cinema I'd pay a five euro ticket and you know I'd go and see each Lord of the Rings three times and every Harry Potter I think I went to see three times as well and it was like it was my thing <laughs> it was something I did alone and I enjoyed but like when it's like 25 quid a ticket it's not a hobby that's a you lot. know that's a lot. it was really yeah. expensive but it was really worth it in this case. Wow. I mean, compar- comparatively, we had um, an easy time here. Like ScreenX for me wasn't that expensive. It was something like I got like decent seats. So I, I was paying like 1100 So that's like £11 uh, for you guys. So, um, yeah. So I was I paid less than half uh, of what you paid for <laughs> ScreenX. Uh, and the annoying thing is like in the cinema that we went to see it in, they literally had one ScreenX screening. They had 4DX like a thousand mm. times, but there was just one screen X. And Barma, you sent us a couple of clips um, of your evening mm. and it was such a party. I was so stoked. I was like, oh my God, I want to <laughs> be there. And you said I had heard my first Yungi marry me. And I was like, oh, I want to hear that. And then I went to my 4DX on like uh, the Friday night. It was so tundra, man. Yeah. It was just cold. It was boring. <laughs> I was disappointed. I was like, why is everyone boring? I'm here to sing. I'm here to like jump. I'm here to scream if needed. But probably not that because my throat was still really weak. Um, oh, yeah. It was so tundra. Like it was so cold. <laughs> and it was the it was the most, um, because it was the first uh, screening that had been offered, the extra screenings were added much later so these are the people who Mm. were like booked right away because they wanted to see it as soon as it was available it was so boring I was so disappointed that evening and so then the next day I was like when I was with my friend I was like I hope it's better than this oh shall I tell you about the bad thing that happened in the middle of that screening actually yeah let's talk about this was that with the 4D version or was the screen it was the 4DX um so this really bad thing happened. <sighs> yeah. We were in the middle of the film and it just stopped on Jungkook's face, by the way. <laughs> and everyone was like, what's, what's happening? What's going on? Why has it, like, has it frozen? Is it broken? Has the world ended? <laughs> and then a crowd of ushers come in and... He stands in the corner, like the lead one stands at the front and he yells up. Actually, I wrote down the words so I could tell you. So I'm going to look them up and tell you the exact words he said. Because if I try to say it in my own words, it won't be as good. <clears throat> okay. So 
they basically shouted at everyone to switch off their phones. And he goes, it's illegal to record. We've told every single row it's piracy and it's a crime. And if we see anyone using their phone for any reason, we will remove you, take all of your details and report you to the police. Did. And, and no, no, no. <laughs> then it was like, is that clear? Have you understood? Aww. And a crowd of girls just chorused out, yes. And you're just like, can you not though? Because, you know, yeah. Like my immediate thought is one, why are you infantilizing this cinema full of people who you've clearly sort of classified as a certain type, you know, teenage girls that you can tell off. And because those girls are used to being told off, they respond in the way that they're expected to respond. And I'm sitting there getting madder and madder. And you're like, I'm too old for this. How dare you? And it just ruined it. It really ruined it. Because it was like right in the middle of the film. Yeah. And it took me like another, probably six songs before I was able to enjoy it again. And like one of the women sitting behind me was like, dude, it's all over the internet. <laughs> and it is. Like yeah. at this point, you're not saving anything. And like, I get it. Like, I do understand. Yes, it is piracy. But at a point, I feel like that, if you're a, a member of staff in that situation, you need to use your discretion a bit. Like, we're human beings capable of discretion for a reason. Like, they're not bots, like, sliding up and down the aisles, smacking people's phones out of their hands, you know? It's a concert. Yeah. People do this at actual concerts all the time. Like, what do you think? Fan cams. The internet is full of them. It doesn't steal anything from the experience of the concert. It doesn't take anything from the record companies. It's a way of actually making the experience better and to not understand that. I mean, I think that the thing is, I don't fault people for doing their job, but I don't think that they were doing their job in a, an appropriate way because they really should just have shown some discretion. Because when we uh, uh, on our Saturday screening, the one I went to with, um, with our friend, I actually, because I was paying attention and because I was afraid of that happening again, I noticed the ushers walking up and down, quietly asking people to put their phones away. You could do that. And they did it throughout. And mm. people did put their phones away. But to like actually stop the film and then give everyone like uh, a round telling off, that was unnecessary. Of course it was unnecessary. You guys are paying customers. You weren't sitting there like watching the stuff for free and they were doing favors. It's like, even if you were watching it for free, who ruins <laughs> an experience like that? If this was a movie and you stopped it midway to tell your or the audience off, your customers off, who does that? They would never have done that if that was that that wasn't a room full of teenagers mm -hmm. as they teenage saw. Teenage girls, come on, we oh. hate teenage and girls. Of course, they uh, they said yes. They just want the the, the thing to resume and the ashes to because go away. Because this is the world all of us grew up in and exist oh. in. Is we know everybody hates us. We have to learn how to appease and pacify the authorities who make it as if what they're doing is legitimate, like this level of reaction is legitimate, and it's not. It's just, it made me really angry because it is misogyny. It's just another type, another way in which we express how much we hate one girls, two women, three, anything mm. that they like. And yeah. like we take it to a degree that it doesn't need to be taken to. And that just made me so angry. And uh, there was, oh yeah, and because he was like, you know, I am, I'm afraid of authority. If you're going to threaten someone like me uh, of reporting me to the police, I'm not going to take my phone out. My sisters thought I was dead because I couldn't take my phone Aww. out for like two hours to just text them and say, oh, I'm going to be home. You know? Oh. 
<sighs> so yeah. I was too afraid to take my phone out just to say, by the way, I'm not dead. I'm just going to be home late. And when I finally oh. opened my phone, they were like, oh, where are you? Aren't you coming home? Are you dead? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that wasn't okay. Man, I mean, so that I get it. it. Like, listen, when we were waiting outside uh, the theater for 35 minutes to be let in, pretty much unheard of or in, on a, a multiplex. But more importantly, like 99% of the group were, you know, girls. Um they were so patient. Like there was some grumbling, but quiet grumbling. Mostly they were just hyping each other up. And they're like, hey, let's wait. It's fine. You'll wait a little longer. It's fine. It's fine. So polite. I was losing yeah. my patience and I'm like, oh, who do I go? Because <laughs> we're used to moving in that world, right? We're used to moving in a world where we need to do a bit of fun. This, they would not have been this quiet if this was like 90% boys, I have mm. been, I have stood in, in front of stadiums where we have weren't being allowed to go in, like some matches starting and we like, it was like a clock jam thing. And we had to maybe wait like 10, 15 minutes and freaking riots <laughs> have started. Yeah. When it's men, they would never do that. Mm. Even like teenage boys, they would never stand for it. But like a group of girls, oh, it's fine to just let them stand there for that. It's not, there's no place to sit down. Mm. Like the, the, we were just standing there but outside I also think like we were like school girls being punished there's also an entertainment Ugh. factor in doing that to girls right it's like let's see how far we can go and get away with this like I genuinely feel that there's that factor there in the way the world but specifically men treats girls and women it's just like can we not like, uh, but 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 I don't want to get bogged down in the bad stuff so I do want to talk about the actual concerts and Oh man, it was so good. I just had so much fun, like singing along at the top of my miniature lungs. And <laughs> my crowd, the Saturday, uh, the Saturday crowd was so, so much better than the 4DX crowd. They were no good. But none, my crowd was still not as hot as your crowd. Your crowd was having the time my of their life. My crowd was so good. Yeah. And we ended up sitting oh. next to like some people who were looking funny at us every time we made noises. and But we just decided to not care. We paid money to be here. It yeah. is a concert. We are having fun. And so we went to town. You know the f really funny thing, like what you were saying about choosing your seats? I googled. Would you believe I googled? What's the best seat in the <laughs> cinema? <laughs> and, and like there's a whole science to it. Because my friend and I were talking about this and we were like, which seats should we choose? The theater was empty at the time that we were booking. And I was like, no, I've, I've looked it up. There, there's a real, like, a, a know-how here, which is the, like, the, the middle two-thirds part is the best part and in the center, as much in the center as possible. Our seats were great. I loved them. They were really good. It wasn't too far back. It wasn't too far forward. And it was just really fun. And what was your favorite songs? My favorite song, I... Listen, you were absolutely right. I think right after the live ended, because I missed the live entirely. Like you, you were like, hey, it's happening at a very reasonable time for us. It's like three in the afternoon. For it was you 10 in the morning. I was in was bed. Like, I set everything down. Right. I was like lying sideways. <laughs> it was three in the afternoon for me. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I just slept through it. <laughs> so when, when you started telling me like, my God, like the run BTS performance was incredible. And then we kept watching different versions of it. I was like, yeah, this is so good. This is so good. But when I watched it 
in the theater i was finally convinced it was like insanely good and i have watched so many practice versions of this but it was i will never be tired of that song so good i just i don't know what happened what magic happened on stage that it was that good something about just the lighting the pleasing of them as a group like every like the 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 other dancers around them everything just just everything i can't even i'm not knowledgeable enough to like tell you what it was that worked but there was something that just worked in a super little way you know way. i think it was just the abandon with which they did it because Probably. they knew what their future like at that point they they knew everything was going to just be open the next day like that months of tiring debate they were going to shut it down this was their final f you to the world i love it it was so good that's why i loved it so much as well <laughs> i i just i i couldn't get over how like i have watched videos of their previous concerts right but there was something about this particular concert maybe it was because they had so much control over every aspect of how to set it up and usually because concert, concerts are done um sort of in conjunction with other production companies other you know the, the where you're hosting like the host country or like any number of other factors <laughs> come into uh, the like maybe they are not familiar with the stage they just they don't have full control and they're working with what they have sometimes they have to modify their dances because the mm. stages are uh, yeah. you know unfamiliar and so here they had control over every aspect mm. of it exactly the the way they wanted to and they really used mm. it this is the kind of place where you can give a bunch of newbies the entire control of the stage and they would have a performance but when you give like veterans of the industry full control of their stage this is what they mm. do and you know this is uh, this is the thing that like when we were first sort of getting into them that I think I said to you quite a lot was that I actually don't really care for like their MVs I'm not really interested in like the like CDs or whatever their live performances are insane like there's something very like incredibly magnetic and magical and wild and just there's something really different about their live performances and I think this concert yeah. distilled that in a way that nothing has before it and for me i think the thing that sort of the alchemizing is that a word <laughs> alchemizing <laughs> factor was the fact that they were a, like an emotional thing like they know what their future is now yeah. they know what their plans are for the next you know 18 months they know that they're going to be able to shut down all of the criticism that they've been receiving all of this time and all of the things that they haven't yeah. been able to respond to like in one fell swoop that was coming so now they're like now yeah. now it's like a, a load lifted from you know that that spiritual weight of all of that bearing down on you for like what since like 2019 um if you think about it being from just as corona started it's like what nearly 3 years of this heavy heavy pressure that's just been pressing down on them harder and harder and now they know like the next day it's all just going to be gone now we can just give it our all this is our thank you to our fans our f you to our critics and it's also a place where they made a mission statement about their future that their best moment is yet to come watch us yeah like, i know <sighs> oh that was so good i love that i 
There was uh, there were we a couple of uh, <laughs> tracks in there. <laughs> there were a couple of tracks in there that um, I hadn't really heard because, well, you know, because I'm I'm not exactly very familiar with their body of work, and um, I have been a less intense <laughs> enthusiast than Sayas. Um, I stuck to some of their more popular songs, so things like Mars City and Ugg were ones that I hadn't really heard or if I had heard it wasn't like maybe it was in the passing and I hadn't really paid attention to it but paired with their performance of course I went back like mm. I came home and I immediately pulled those songs up and, and I those listened to lyrics them. man uh, right the songs and that they chose you, you for this set so good all of the best diss tracks and you're just like oh you're so good and this is and because they also um, like Cypher Part 3, which is one of the very hard-hitting diss tracks, which is kind mm. of responding to critics from like the underground hip-hop kind of space who yeah. are just really rude. You know, like greatness is knowing when to retire a song, when that song has sort of fulfilled its purpose. Like, you know, yeah. like Namjoon was on that stage and he was like, this is the last time we're performing the song. I know, I love that. And it's like so we're much. putting the song to bed. It's just everything about that performance was just like, this is the maturation. It's like I'll do it this one last time and then yeah. we, we are exactly you know, and you know this what's one. been so interesting? You know, well, firstly, one of the fascinating things I find about like being in this fandom is that you can enter in 2022 and still feel like you've been with them since day one. Mm. And one of the central struggles of this period has been proving that they are artists so you've had this sort of um uh, an identity struggle from being seen only as idols to being acknowledged as artists and I think the seal mm -hmm. on chapter one is that no one can deny that they're artists now like yeah. they have ascended they've they've gone to the level where they don't need to be the thing is they never needed to apologize for it and they didn't apologize for it because they did this whole thing where they owned their idleness like yeah we're, I'm an idol mm. and what you can call me uh, you can call me idol right it doesn't matter you can call me mm. whatever you want yeah. I am what I am but still to get that sort of critical recognition of their artist status has been really difficult we know it but like the industry is not so friendly and that whether that's domestically or whether that's internationally um, and, you know, there's lots that's been said by much more knowledgeable people on that subject um, in lots of spaces. Very interesting to read about or watch YouTube videos about. <laughs> but I just, I'm just, oh, they're just so interesting. Oh, I hit my mic. I got so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, it's one of the primary struggles, especially in the latter half of uh, the last decade for them was the decade of their career, I mean. Nobody can deny that the shot to fame really uh, quickly, but like shot to fame for what? Like in many ways, we tend to look down on fame unless we think it's for a substantial reason. And as famous as BTS is, they have uh, for most of their career pretty much been looked down upon by the larger world for that fame because it's almost like, oh, it's a bubblegum thing. It's like... You know, it, it's pop and it's like light and only enjoyed by people who enjoy light, superficial things. 
and all of the difference <laughs> yeah basically 15 year old girls and all of the fandom coming out in their defense um did absolutely nothing because the 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 fandom defending them were were dismissed wholesale the one of the first things i heard about bts when i would read comments from the fandom was uh, like way before uh, i was ever interested in their music was uh, that their lyrics are so deep and they referenced um so many pieces of literature um one of the reasons i i knew about namjoon way before any of the other band members was because of fans talking about how well read he was and how the lyrics that he uh, put in just had like so many references to stories and protests and like pieces of history and mythology. just like mythology mm. and th- those are things that you don't actually realize when you're listening to some of like the most popular tracks like you just don't realize it just because you don't realize it doesn't mean it's not there mm. that's where like the intensity of a fandom and like the deeper interest that is w- what gets you but also just like the initial dismissal almost creates like an 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 uh, an obstacle that's that's an insurmountable obstacle to getting to know them like if it was something i don't know if it was like classical music you would go into it thinking a hey, this is deep mm. if i could just learn i don't know <laughs> italian <laughs> i would know what deep things they were talking about <laughs> but it's just doesn't happen with K-pop. isn't it yunki uh, yeah. who said and forgive me if i've um cited the wrong person that if you listen to us without prejudice you like us and like that's very concise and like true much better way of saying it <laughs> than you're saying before. but like that's it like that's the kernel that's of it, it. if you yeah. just like could put your preconceptions aside and just listen without bringing all of your baggage to the the whole thing you would mm. like i remember when i first actually heard their music because of course we've heard of them long before without ever listening to to a single note of their songs but i remember when i heard them for the first mm. time i was really surprised and the friend who i was talking to about it at that time i was like they're good and like the surprise with which i said that and i actually feel a little bit um i should apologize to to armies now for this but i was genuinely like i didn't expect them to be good yeah So uh, like once you figure that out which doesn't take too long once you actually start seriously listening to their music and kind of trying to pay attention to the lyrics um oh i have a question for you sorry completely interrupting yeah. go on go on did your version of the um film have subtitles for the song songs only when they were Talking. uh speaking oh. yeah like not singing. Yeah, I was really disappointed. Yeah, so was I because it said Korean with subtitles mm. and um I had high expectations but it was like no when no. When I went on Twitter afterwards, I saw that in other countries they had subtitles for everything. Like for th- all yeah. of the songs they had subtitles. I would have really that, appreciated that. Okay, that is annoying. The rap songs especially. Yeah, I would have appreciated that too. Which by the way, okay, listen, I have to I have to give a shout out to the people who were in the um audience with me. I like majority of them were behind me like I said I was very careful about my seat selection I like my row and the row right in front of me were like um the like that's it like they had pretty like the front three four rows were almost empty and like all seats behind me were like packed um so clearly they were like they had their own signs <laughs> about like the seats they were getting 
but that also meant that i i had sparsely anybody in front of me and everybody behind me and like the music was like coming from like uh in front but also from like the side and from behind like i had like stereophonic thing happening where people were listening and and like rapping along and singing along behind me and like properly enunciating the words they knew the lyrics i was just humming along and yelling and like <laughs> maybe chanting a few <laughs> words here and there but they knew their shit <laughs> and i loved it and and all of the screaming and stuff like if all of the clips that i took was primarily like points where people were practically like listen for like 80% of the performance everybody was standing up and and jumping they had their phones out not because they were taking clips so much but because they were using the flashlight to do yeah. the thing with the concert yeah with people with the light sticks It's, as well Yeah. It's like it like the people who were in there for the concert experience came prepared for the concert. Oh, I want to tell you about. So they were going to have that. I want to tell you about. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I want to tell you about dressing up. <laughs> okay. So, oh, do you know what? It's so funny how much preparation I put into this experience as if I was going to a real concert. Um like a, a concert concert. Um, like my friend and I, we were like, oh, what are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? I have like a dress, which is the exact same color as Sugar's pink Valentino suit, which he had worn like a few days ago. And I was like, I have a dress that color. I'm going to wear it. No one's going to know. Like they're not going to make that connection because it's quite like tenuous. But like, I know. And like a week before that, I had just like for the first time in like a decade and a half, like got my hair dyed in really. It, it, oh. Basically, it's a rainbow. It's so pretty, and it's glorious. Uh, I love it. It just—it absolutely. And nobody beautiful. can see it because I have to put my job on. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I've never understood the challenge of wearing hijab until that time. It's like <laughs> I was putting it back on after. I was like, "This is how the beautiful hot women feel when they have to." like wear hijab after they become muslim or like even if when they're wearing it for the first time this is hard man i want to run down the street showing everyone my amazing hair and making them say look like your hair is so cool my hair is better than everyone's stuck for the but like ah oh, it was hard it's been hard alhamdulillah so wow But you knew you After had all it. this time. And it's it. <laughs> yeah, my friend, she wore a purple hoodie and she had like army boots. She was like, you know, uh, Jungkook in Spo. Um, what else did I have? I also had, oh, I wore a purple hijab, which sparkled. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's it. And every, yeah, as you said, just loads of people turning up in variations of purple, like purple hoodies. Yeah. And it was really fun. And like you could see outside the theater, like when I was going in for the 4DX one, there were like a couple of girls and they were standing outside the, the door and they were like almost shaking and they were like, I'm too scared to go in. I'm too scared to go in. And I was like, like, are you... I just, I heard them, I'm like, you're scared? Let's go in together. So we went in together and they were just like little squealing little kiddies. <laughs> they were so cute. And again, like the age thing, you uh, saw families there. There were mums with their kids and all of them were like, you know, dressed up. It was so nice. Yeah, I saw a few dads in the mm. audience and I'm pretty sure they were like chaperones <laughs> and not like fans because a couple of them like just left the hall midway through. Maybe like they went for a small <laughs> Too much noise. <laughs> yeah, too much. it was a lot of noise. Yeah. And But like that is so great, man. I mean, listen, if you if your kid wants to go to a BTS mm. movie, 
which is basically a concert yeah. yeah chaperone them and take them and and if they're old enough like let them go by themselves yeah. it's like the most wholesome thing ever you know there's this uh, slightly off topic there's this really cute um like an old old video of a backstreet boys performance it's on youtube i can't remember which song it is but it's like one of those family shows maybe it wasn't even a show it was maybe an actual concert but basically all you could see there was dads and their daughters and it's so interesting like everyone in the comments was like you know kudos to those dads for taking their girls to a concert and like sitting through a thing that they pr- clearly didn't have interest in but they wanted to make their daughters happy <laughs> like that's the world I want to live in Aww. right yeah me the too. one where you support what it is that your daughter's like obviously within limits like you're not going to take them to like an Eminem concert or something if they're like 13 <laughs> or maybe at any age so. <laughs> I have no idea is that bad I mean he swears a lot and it's... I don't really listen to Eminem <laughs> well see this is the th- oh, we're getting way off topic if I talk about this now yeah okay <laughs> so the conclusion is I wish I wish that I had begun to like them sooner so that I didn't have to miss the permission to dance live stream which was like in January or something mm. oh, I was six months late I'm disappointed in myself <laughs> how about you um, I'm kind of glad that this is the moment where I got to uh, know about them and and mildly obsess over uh, videos that I've already watched like 10 times. <laughs> um, because listen, if if this was like, an, if I was part of the whole journey, this would have consumed me for way too oh, long, true. <laughs> for too yeah. many years. Th- this thing that we have right now where this is, the journey is, is like... A forced break. We have... <laughs> Yeah, sure. There's their forced break in the journey, but also they have like done a majority of like the, you know, rags to riches tale Mm -hmm. and they have a different journey ahead Mm -hmm. of them. But it's like this journey, I can just watch and I can appreciate the whole story and and without it being agonizing, (laughs) without it being agonizing and also without it like consuming me to the degree I know it would have consumed Mm -hmm. me if I had like learned about them before. There are enough things consuming me. Well, the funny thing I've realized while we've been sort of doing this thing together is that you're a lot more, like you're able to hold back a lot more, whereas I'm the head over heels, I'm just gone. I'm still sliding down that like very slippery, I don't even know what you call it. Like, the you know, those little water shoots. I'm just like, I'm still going and I'm going, wee all the way down and I haven't reached the bottom yet <laughs> and like I had hoped I had reached the bottom like a while back but I, the bottom's nowhere in sight we'll, we'll keep which going is good, <laughs> which is good which is great because I, I think for you this hits differently than it does for me for me this is like a story that I can like I'm finding out bits and pieces about and it's like thrilling and I I love finding out the details whereas for you it's an experience like you are experiencing different aspects of it and you're plucking out different perspectives and that's giving you a different experience I think we are approaching it wholly differently mm-hmm. I have my own slides that I've had like like bottomless pits <laughs> that I've slid into this one is not that for me I I don't think I am more objective about it I just think like our I think it's a bit more cerebral for you and it's more emotional for me so I think the way you approach fandom has always been different from the way I approach it like I'm thinking of how we um how we experienced the k-drama fandom for instance for me the dramas themselves were like discrete points of interest 
Whereas for you, it was a whole experience. Was, yeah, you're right. It was a whole experience. <laughs> you dove into like the common sections of open threads. Like you really, you you loved the, it's like the surround sound system <laughs> of the entire fandom. I, I mm. just never had that. I don't know what it is. Like, uh, is it a lack of interest <laughs> in other people? <laughs> I, I, I found myself to... Like, honestly, my uh, K-drama experience, like getting into K-dramas 10 years back was heightened by your enthusiasm. Like, because you were so happy and enthusiastic about the space, that influenced me. I don't think my experience, like if I had entered it alone, would have been nearly as rich. I, for one thing, I would have known nothing about what the discussion that's going on in the background. But also like that experience of like being super mm. excited about something that has just happened and you watching something separate from me and us discussing that. Like, I can't even like explain clearly what it is, but like I would never have had that because my other fandom experiences have always been me just really loving the actual canonical mm. content. And then maybe having some idea of what like the fandom is discussing, but like just being like, eh, it's fine. It's other people discussing stuff. That's not really. But like that is where your yeah, I mean, experience starts. Like this kind itself of. is like illustrative. The fact that when I get into something, I needed to bring someone, but like in our case, you. Like, I mean, I'm very grateful <laughs> for you, like always being ready to come along on my experience. <laughs> From K-drama to I, this was that is also true. It, it's it, it was K-dramas <laughs> ten years ago, and it's BTS in twenty twenty two. But I'm also glad. To and know. if Saya hadn't just like, Good. yeah, I mean, if if you hadn't been like, please <laughs> listen. <laughs> I think I like the music. I think I like these boys. <laughs> like we, like there's so much to watch. And you you just kept pulling me into this stuff. And to be fair, I, I was like separately somewhat interested in BTS. Like over the last year or so, I'd slowly started learning more about them. Mm -hmm. And especially Namjoon, like I told you, he was my point of entry. <laughs> but not that way. Like not like the full tilt <laughs> headlong plunge. <laughs> that was you. You pulled me along. I, I am very, I'm grateful that whenever you got into something, it didn't take over your life or like ruin everything because I'm always because that happens to me right so I'm like I actually am quite mindful of pulling people into the things I'm into because I would feel responsible if it went wrong um and it's just very comforting that like you know you're my success story because <laughs> the number of people that like I try to take with me versus the number of people who've really come with me like big difference very big difference and like I was talking the other day to you know the friend that I went to the concert with the, the friend that I went with who is like a friend of all three of us I was just saying to her like what made you decide that day because when Anissa came we actually went and met up with her in person with uh, her and her friend who was also visiting from the states and like it was before Anissa had arrived and I had got to the cafe first and we were just sitting in the basement and like talking about like what dramas we were watching lately. And I just like what made her decide to say and I've got into BTS recently because I never would have mentioned it if she hadn't. Like I wouldn't have said it in a thousand years. It's like you're you're slightly not embarrassing, but like you only would tell it to someone who understands. And that was it. She was like, I, th I wouldn't have told it to anyone else in my life, but I thought you would get it. 
And Aww. so that was just like, you know what? It's just, it's been so nice. <clears throat> and the fact that we have a group chat now and like we don't have to torture Anissa with all of our like BTS talk all the time, <laughs> which I'm sure she's very grateful I for. I think Anissa's okay <laughs> with like 10% of what, what but, we like, do. But like the depth into which we need to go, that's probably like, you know, yeah. take, take it, get, go get a room, you know, literally. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and also, I mean, I'm so glad that that there is like she is uh, the the third yeah. <laughs> mutual friend. <laughs> you being so careful. Um, yeah, she doesn't want to be also in the room because that's why we're being careful. <laughs> yeah, b- because then then I can kind of like not pay attention to everything yeah. that's happening. Otherwise, then just only go in there when I'm ready. Otherwise, <laughs> more to like experience the pressure of me expecting a reply because I never say it's okay not to reply. <laughs> Because I want a reply. I need you to validate my observations immediately, or at least within the next 45 minutes. <laughs> and our friend is very good about, like, actually, you know, checking oh, in bless her. whenever there's her so a, a message there. Yeah. <laughs> bless her. Because this allows me to be part of the conversation and not get kicked out uh, because I'm not responding. <laughs> also, because, like, she externalizes her emotions much better than, like, uh, either of us do, I think. Which makes it easy to share like what is deep in my heart, <laughs> which you know, um, me being sort of yeah. the the yungi of our group is it's it's good good practice. <laughs> ah, don't hit me with your emotions. Go away. I don't like people and I don't <laughs> like hugs, <laughs> but oh. I secretly do. <laughs> Okay, I think that's a good place to leave. Okay, (laughs) okay. Yeah. Um, So, any final thoughts, Zaya, before I want to do it again, but I can't. (laughs) I'm Uh, disappointed. It's no longer in the theater. (laughs) I wish it was. I'd go again. Yeah. I honestly was quite happy with my first experience and didn't want to repeat it. Kind of, I was was afraid (laughs) immediately after I exited the theater. I was like, how likely is it that this experience with this kind of an audience will happen again i just it just didn't seem very likely i don't want to ruin it with the second screening where the audience is all like you said thunder and like not like emotive Mm. at all and too self-conscious to scream or jump or anything um yeah but i i loved it i i will do it again and also if i can afford it i at least once want to attend a concert up there like a live concert but let's get the best seats (laughs) let's get the The most expensive look i'm gonna start saving now i'm ready we're gonna have to no it's not just about like saving it but like we'll have to get practically like camp out on the on the the internet in less than a minute ahead of time even like i don't know how okay (laughs) Okay, all right. So, guys, that, uh, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Should we say, okay, yeah, let's tell everybody. So, Anissa is sitting in on this conversation muted. So, we're like having a really fun time, like a, a two way conversation, but also a three way one in the text chat. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, she she snuck into the conversation. Like, we dragged her through. in. <laughs> so we dragged her in. Yeah. So uh, Anisa has been reacting to our conversation. It's because I haven't seen. Like, we haven't all been together since like the year in Yak. And yeah, it's, yeah, been, it's a been a while. And because I was sick for so long, I couldn't even like talk to you guys for a while. So yay! Yeah. Like her voice was really, <laughs> really badly gone. Okay, guys. So. You can find Dramas Over Flowers 
on social media like Twitter at Rama's Overflow. And you can find me at Not Now Sayo. And you can find me, Parma, at The Drama Notes. And you can find us on Instagram at dramasoverflowers underscore and email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search Dramas Overflowers. And our website is dramasoverflowers.net. We also have a newsletter <laughs> now where we kind of like email you once a month-ish. So, you know, like sign up. Uh, links below. And finally, Dramas Over Flowers is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. That's it. Yay! Yay! That and the best <laughs> moment is yet to come. <laughs> Yay! Okay. Bye! Bye.